0: Plus. The, first, the podcast
1: playground. Hooray! This is the Darren Harris Podcast. Is your host, Darren Harris. Hey folks, what up? Welcome back to the show. That's right, I'm Darren Harris. Today, episode 20 is. I'm kind of continuing on something that I have been kind of doing some research on as of lately. And well, let me just start by saying this. Last week, I did a podcast and motherfuckers lost their minds, man. They got really upset. There's some people who got really, really upset about the subject of last week's podcast, which was after the racially motivated killing in Jacksonville, which I was a down the street after that killing, I did a podcast on racial violence in America. And I made a comment or asked the question, Is America ready for a racial confrontation? And I thought it was an extremely legitimate question. I mean, I did anyway, because of all the things that have been happening in the media. And people say, oh, yeah, I don't believe the media. But you got to believe some of it because some of it actually happens. Oh, it's fake news. well, the the people getting shot in Buffalo in the grocery store, that's not fake news. That was a all-out racist attack on black people. The church that got shot up several years back, that was not fake news. That was an attack on black people. the um, the shooting that happened here in Jacksonville last week. That was not fake news. That was an all-out attack on black people. And it was specified. It wasn't something that I threw in there. It wasn't something that I embellished or added. It was, this is what they said. This is what these people said. You know, these people said this. It wasn't me. It was what they said. I had nothing to do with it. I just commented and like I said, you would not believe that how mad people got. Lots of people, hundreds of people. Some people were on board. Some people were understanding what I was saying. Some people were actually understanding what I was talking about. And one gentleman even, I had some dialogue with him. He actually was confused and asked me why. And I, I informed him that it was a podcast episode. I guess he was unaware, even though it was, it was on the promotion. But it is kind of hard to see. But he did something that nobody else did. He actually took the time to ask. You know, he didn't come out of his mouth with straight hate like so many others did. So many people, instead of inquiring why I would ask the question, they immediately condemned me and put a bunch of hate in my inbox, which I don't care. I love the hate. I, I love it. I love it because it just shows that that's a hot button for certain people. And that's fine. I'm with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to push these buttons because I need these issues to be discussed because people keep pushing them away. People keep not having these conversations. They keep pushing away the hard conversations. And we don't need to push them away. We need to get closer to them. We need to get closer to these conversations. We need to understand why these things are happening so that we can fix them. So in order to understand why these things happen, you have to talk about them, and you have to ask questions, regardless of how hard they may be, regardless of how offended someone may get. We have to ask these questions. That's the only way we're going to move forward past this. Otherwise, we're just destined to revert back to the way things used to be. That's what happens when something goes unattended. If you get a cut on your arm or something like that, and you don't, you don't dress the wound or clean it out, eventually it becomes infected. And it gets worse and worse, and pretty soon... You got a pretty serious situation on your hands. It's the same thing with this. If we don't address it, if we don't confront it, if we don't knock it in the teeth right up front, then it's just going to permeate and it's going to infest so many things, so many people in this country that it's not even funny. And that's not what we want, right? I mean, I know there are some people out there that are, I guess they're ready. And this is one of the reasons that I asked the question, because I was in Orlando this past week for the hurricane. We evacuated for the hurricane. But when we got down to Orlando, we noticed that in Altamont Springs, that there was a neo-Nazi protest In broad daylight, right out in Altamont Springs with some group, I guess, called the Blood Tribe or something like that, some ridiculous shit like that, where was all these neo-Nazis and white supremacists and racists standing out there on 436 in Altamont Springs just spewing hate. And they're all dressed in some sort of militia, get up or something like that. And there's there's more than that. There's more than those people in Altamont Springs. That's just the tip of the iceberg. There are groups like that all over the country. There are groups like that that are ready to spring into action at a moment's notice. All over the country, in every state just about. It's ridiculous. I mean, it really is ridiculous how these institutions are just allowed to permeate. I mean, I've said it before in other podcasts. When the Nazis lost the war, they didn't put up a bunch of swastikas saying, the third Reich shall rise again. They didn't say that. They outlawed the flag, which we didn't. And if you look at a lot of the flags in the South, they are adaptations of of the Confederate flag, Florida for one. I live in the state of Florida. Our flag is an adaptation of that Confederate flag, and they are still trapped in that time period down here in certain in certain areas, especially around the area that I live in. I went to see a buddy of mine last night out here at one of these um, one of these river communities out here in North Florida, and I'll tell you what, every other house had a rebel flag stapled to the tree or up hung hanging proud on some flagpole or draped over their house or license plate tag in the front. And they're just as proud as ever to be bigots and racists and white supremacists. And they say it's heritage, not hate. But that heritage, whether you like it or not, was steeped in hatred. In hatred for my people. In hatred for black people. That's what it stood for. So when you say heritage, I mean, I don't really get it because that heritage is a heritage that condones the ideology of enslavement. And they just seem to be okay with it. And I've had conversations, not necessarily conversations, I've seen comments in my DMs where people have just said, yeah, we want it to go back to that. You want it to go back to when black people were slaves? That's when you want to go? Yep, we want to go right back to that. Wow. It's almost 2024 and you still want slaves, huh? And that just goes to show you that we are not that far removed from the racial bullshit in this country. Now, I talk a lot. I talk a lot about racism. I really do because I detest it. I fucking hate it. But people butt right up to it. They they, they embrace it. They are proud of it. And just so you know, it takes more effort and more energy to hate something than it does to love something, just so you know. Puts more years on your lives, more wrinkles on your face, causes more high blood pressure for you to just be up at arms because you're upset about somebody's race. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It just doesn't make any sense. And the funny part about it is this. They put us down so hard, so, so very hard. They put us down. They hate us on purpose. They don't make any bones about it. But yet, they want to hijack black culture. And not just black culture any culture they want to hijack everybody's culture and I don't understand why and I don't understand this also there are plenty of white people that don't subscribe to that bullshit either plenty of white people that are like you motherfuckers are ridiculous that we don't share the same sentiment as you plenty of white people who are fed up with the racism and just the solid bullshit because it really doesn't have a leg to stand on other than hate. And people are over fucking hating, man. People got way more important shit to do than hate something. And hate people for no no reason at all, really. You don't know shit about me, but you hate me because I'm black? That's no reason at all, motherfucker. Now I'm just going to say it like that. That's ignorance. That's all it is. It's motherfucking ignorance. It's just ignorance. To hate somebody because of the, the color of their skin, or even, let's take it further than that. Let's take it even further than that. To hate somebody because of their sexual orientation. To hate somebody because of their religious preference. You're fucking morons. You really are. You're fucking morons. And you sit up there, and you wallow around in it, And you're proud of it. I'm just disgusted with the state of Tennessee. Because they're just a fucking bunch of wide-ass open racists. Just wide open with it. I don't give a fuck about it. Wide open. And you know what? I want to see one day when all these people get the shit that's coming to them. And believe me, the shit that's coming to them is, is shit that... I mean, because I know some situations here in Florida that's just fucking hilarious. Some In this town I live in, I mean, I, I graduated high school here. And I know a lot of people on both sides of town here. And I know, you know, a lot of people's parents, you know, and I know a lot of people's parents are racists. <laughs> but I also know that a lot of people's parents are upset because they chose to not hate people because of their race. And not only that they went on to have biracial relationships, biracial children, completely upsetting the apple cart in the household of the racists. And to me that dynamic is always funny because you see these people and they hate, 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 I hate black people. But then your daughter goes out and starts to date a black person. And not only does your daughter go out and start to date a black person, she then has a child with a black person. So now, my question to you is, in all your racism, how do you feel about that child? Is that child just some, some product of some bullshit that you didn't approve of, or did you turn around and turn off all that bullshit that you're on and turn and love that child? Now, I've seen both. I've seen both sides of that coin. I've seen I've seen completely... Old people set in their ways completely do a 180 flip around. I've had people tell me, you know, Darren, man, I'll never use that word again. And you know what, man? Thank you for that. And that is fucking awesome. And they embrace their children. They embrace their children's spouses. They turn off all that shit. And they make a consorted effort to learn and educate themselves so that they don't feel that way. So that they're not always in a bunch about about something that's complete nonsense. But then on the other side of that coin, on the the other side of that coin, you see people completely just, families cut people off out of their family because they had a child with somebody that is not their race. And it happens on both sides, black and white. So it's not one race that's, you know, hating more than the other. In my opinion, I believe there's, an equal amount of hatred towards each race when it comes down to being racists. You know, I think there are plenty of deep rooted racists on the black side down here. And the reason being is because, you know, their ancestors and, you know, some of them, especially the older people, especially the older people, some of them, they watched their grandparents and great grandparents were slaves and they watched these people get treated like they were treated and, As a direct result, they grew up with this resentment towards the white race. And vice versa. You know, white folks see black folks being free and, you know, they can remember a time when, you know, their grandparents or great-great-grandparents owned some black people. And how, man, and now it's different and they just don't like it. And that's just the way it is. But that's just the way it is. we evolve we grow we get past things we meet in the middle we understand that we are not the only race that's the that's the first thing that's the first thing it's almost like they can't understand why there are other races and not just theirs. They can't understand, and even more so than that, I'll take it even deeper, they can't understand why there's black people. They can tolerate everybody else. I've seen this, I've seen this, I've even heard this. The reason, somebody even said, the reason that they can tolerate everybody else is because their hair is not kinky like mine. Can you believe that? Okay, that's all good. But it still don't change the fact that there's still a bunch of races out here. It's still everybody out here. Whether you agree with it or not, whether you approve of it or not, whether it's your bag or not, it's still fucking happening. It's still going to happen. It's always going to happen. There's never going to be a time where you're going to eradicate Black people off the earth or white people off the earth or Asians or Indians, never going to be that time where some race is just going to eradicate the other race. Never going to fucking happen. Too many people fucking out here, for one. But it's never going to fucking happen. Never. So I have a proposal. This is a proposal for all the white supremacists. Now, we've been told years and years and years to go back to Africa. Well, we never got brought here. I mean, we got brought here. We never came here on our own. We got brought here. But this is what I propose. For all these loyal Trump supporters and white supremacists and people who support this, why don't you do this, okay? There are plenty, plenty, plenty of wealthy racist people. Racist white folks, plenty of them. Donald Trump is one of them. Wealthy. He's in a little bit of trouble, but he's still wealthy. So, let's do this. I mean, I think Elon Musk is another one, wealthy and racist. So we got some wealthy, racist folks out there. There's plenty of land masses out here. Tons of land masses out here. Tons of land masses, islands, places that aren't haven't been claimed. There's tons, tons of places. This is my. Why don't you take some of these rich people out there? Have them buy you motherfuckers an island or a a big piece of land someplace and all you motherfuckers move to it and create your all white utopia like you want to. Why don't you just do that? Instead of sitting here trying to eradicate other races because you think nobody should be here. But y'all, when I have news for y'all, you motherfuckers shouldn't even be here either because you took the land. You took the fucking land so today's program is about and let me put the let me let me let me put the disclaimer on this before I, I get into it this is not a bash white people session okay this is a bash racism session okay I'm gonna bash racism that is what I'm doing that's what I continue to do and anybody who falls in that category Consider yourself bashed because I bash racism, okay? I'm not a racist. I am not anti-white. I keep saying this. I am very pro-black, but I am extremely anti-racist and racism. So if that's you, then consider yourself called out. And anybody who decides they want to drop off in my DMs, feel free. Feel fucking free, because I got words for all of y'all. I really do, and I don't care how many of you motherfuckers decide you want to comment. I I could care less because I have shit for all of you. Because it's ridiculous. You motherfuckers are ridiculous. You're just ridiculous. And I'm gonna tell you that in your fucking face. I don't care how how much church you go to. I don't give a fuck how much political power you have. I'm gonna fuck about none of that. If you're a racist, you're a cocksucker. Simple as that. You're a douchebag, and I'm calling you out. And the reason I do my podcast this way is for that, is to call motherfuckers out, okay? So if you feel threatened by me or you feel like I'm coming for you, motherfucking right. I'm gunning for you. Not in so many words. <laughs> Let's not get in trouble but I'm jumping in your fucking asses with both fucking feet, okay? Simple as that. And if you want to challenge me, bring it on, motherfuckers. Bring it right the fuck on. I got shit for all of y'all because I'm tired of it. I'm tired of motherfuckers writing notes and then running out and killing black people and then other people justifying the killing of black people and say, oh, it's not such a big deal and, oh, stop exaggerating, man, fuck y'all. How about that? How about suck an asshole? Okay. So if I sound a little angry today, you're going to have to excuse that because I am. I'm just I'm just a tad bit pissed. And the reason I'm upset is because. No matter how hard people try to get rid of it, there are so many people, there's still people in this country that try as hard as they can to uphold the 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 ideology of racism. And they hold it close and dear to their heart, and they call themselves patriots. And that's another thing I don't fucking understand. That's another thing I don't understand. How the fuck can you be a patriot when you hate other American people? You're not a fucking patriot. You're a fucking racist, is what you are. And just own up to it. I mean, I would, you know, I mean, I I mean, I really, I mean, I would respect that a whole hell of a lot more. Oh, I'm sorry, you know, just I'm a racist. You know, I just want everybody, okay, cool, now we know. But the thing about racism these days is it's real subtle, super subtle. Racism comes in many forms. People asking you, what are you doing in this neighborhood? (laughs) All kinds of shit like that. Do you work in this store? All kinds of shit like that. Racism comes from fucking everywhere. And a lot of people sometimes don't really realize or notice that they are being racists. I've been guilty making comments on shit that I just was oblivious about or insensitive to or, I mean, I'll tell you one thing, an incident that I actually, this was me and I had to catch myself and realize, yo, motherfucker, that's some racist bullshit. You need to stop because that's not us. And what it was is I'm a big fan of Chinese food. I'm a big fan of Chinese culture. I like I like Chinese culture. I like I like Asian people. I I like Chinese culture. I'm not I'm not afraid. I'm I don't give a fuck about you know the, the trade. I don't give a fuck about that. The Chinese people that I know personally are great people. But I did something that was very offensive, and it could be definitely construed as offensive. I used to order a lot of Chinese food takeout, and I ordered from one place. So what I did. And this was on my particular phone. What I did is I took a picture off of the Internet of Bruce Lee eating rice. And I saved that as my the, – the, the number. I saved it as the photograph for the number for the Chinese food restaurant. And, man, I had to sit back and look at that and go, man, that's, that's not right, man. That's not right, bro. That's not right. How would you like it if somebody – You know, when you call, they had a picture of you eating a piece of fucking watermelon. How would you like that? And I realized and I determined that I wouldn't like that very much. And I realized and determined that my actions, regardless of how innocent I may have thought they were, were extremely offensive and seriously racist. And I promised myself that I would never do things like that again. That I would never do that again. Because it is insensitive. And besides that, I'm a huge fan of Bruce Lee. Big fan of Bruce Lee. That's my dude right there. That's my motherfucking man right there. You know, but people just all over this other bullshit. So I have decided to to, um, to stop every time I feel like there is about to be something said or I feel I have decided to stop myself and turn in on myself and say, hey, man, how would you like that? Is that something that you would participate? How would your parents feel? How would your kids feel? And not for nothing, I got a couple of biracial children. I do. So in that, you know, I have, I, have, I have learned to be sensitive to not just my race, but all races. And that's where it comes from, is to have some compassion, to think about it. I mean, I've actually had or heard people say, and more white people say this than black folks, but I have heard black folks say this. I've heard white folks say, if it's up to a, somebody black saving me, just let me die. Really? You would rather die than receive aid from a black person? That's that's unfortunate, man. And that's sad. That you would rather die than receive aid from another race. That's that's just that's just ignorant. It's sad. But ignorant first. So today's podcast <laughs> I will be talking about. Racial massacres, or racially motivated massacres in the United States. And just so you know, I'm not just talking about massacres against black people, even though that there are, there are some, and I will be commenting on those. There are massacres against every race. There were massacres against every race in this country. Now, there's been more massacres of black people in this country, and we know that, and I know that. And that's really what this podcast was going to be about was massacres of black people. But then I just decided to take it a little bit further and just do massacres according to race. And like I said, while there are while there are, you know, many, many more incidents of you know black people being uh, murdered and lynched and massacred in large numbers, than most other races, there are quite a few, quite a few instances where large groups of an ethnic, uh, of a, a particular ethnicity were killed because of their race. It was, it's, 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 you know i i decided to do this research because i i was doing research on all of the black massacres but i started noticing that there were other things there were other races that have suffered these fates and like i said you know black people have suffered we have suffered indians have suffered we've suffered in this country probably more so than anyone in this country you know right up there with the indians if not more but right up there with the indians the indians they got put onto a reservation though and there's subsidies and things to protect them there's nothing to protect black people no one wants to protect black people for anything not for any reason they don't want them to have any programs they and as a matter of fact they want to strip whatever program that they have they want to place blame on them for the programs that they do receive they 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 demonize black people for taking advantages of programs that they need to take advantages of in order to have sustainability to survive. You know, black people can't be on welfare because they get ridiculed. But meanwhile, there are more white people on welfare than there are on black than there are black people. But we can't be on that because we just get ridiculed for being lazy and not wanting to do anything. And it's crazy. But that's you know a synonym is synonymous with black people. Section eight, food stamps, all these types of things are synonymous with black people but I don't understand why. You look at the ghettos. Oh, clean up your neighborhoods. Look at the ghettos. Now, I've ride out in the country, okay? I've ridden out in the country, and I've seen worse shit in the country than I've ever seen in any ghetto. You know what I'm saying? I've seen worse shit out in the fucking country from some of these fucking dirty-ass rednecks, and yes, I did. I called you motherfuckers dirty because some of you are. You're just fucking filthy, but then they have the nerve to turn around and talk about black neighborhoods. And how how bad they look and the disarray. Well, the thing about what black neighborhoods are, black people don't really own any of the property, so they're not really in charge of keeping the property up. It would be the landlords. But the landlords don't do it. Because a lot of landlords, which they don't tell you, receive subsidies to keep their properties in, in, in disrepair, to impoverish these neighborhoods, to give these neighborhoods the stigma of being impoverished. Now this crackhead house over here it's been burned out for 3 years. Nobody owns that house except for some other guy. Somebody owns it, but not us. So why can't it be torn down? Or why can't that that landlord be fined for having all this debris and garbage out here? Why can't that happen? Right. Nobody's even thinking about that. So I'm going to take a quick fast break. But when I come back, I'm going to get into what the actual podcast was about, is about, which is trying to understand why there are so many racially motivated massacres and killings in the United States. I'm Darren Harrison. You're listening to the Darren Harris podcast. I'll be right back, folks. Turning my pain into purpose is pretty much what I have done to start this foundation. In
0: August 2020, after the death of George Floyd, Bridget Floyd and other family members established the George Floyd Memorial Foundation in support of the black community.
1: It's going to take more than just us as a foundation. It's going to take the community, the world, to make a change. Fight for racial justice for the black community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com.
0: Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. 18 plus
1: now back to the Darren Harris podcast what's happening folks welcome back to the show it's Darren Harris folks and this is my podcast and today we are talking about racially motivated massacres now it's it's I want to do this, all right? I want to do this. I want to take the time to let everybody know that this is not white people bashing, okay? I'm not here to to bash white folks. I'm not here to do that. Because when you when you get down to the bottom of it, racism I mean it comes from everywhere. I mean, I've experienced racism from Indian people like like from India. I've experienced racism from other black people you know people have racist tendencies against I mean it's everybody it's not just white folks against black folks you know it's 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 black folks against you know indian folks and indian folks against white folks and white folks against latin folks and latin folks against asian folks and it's 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 all races all races have this all races have this and I like to call it a lack of understanding about other races and other cultures. And that is really kind of what fuels this whole thing in my my belief. So I'm going to today take everybody on a journey. And today we're going to learn about some things and discuss a few racial massacres that happened and why and who was involved. And in the conclusion, I'm going to try and figure out A solution to all this or try and and see what I can do to combat this this sentiment in our country. So today I'm going to start with a very, very, very famous race massacre. And I'm going to begin with the Tulsa Race Massacre of 1921. And this is where a predominantly white mob attacked a thriving African-American community uh, of Greenwood, Oklahoma. This horrific event resulted in hundreds of deaths and widespread destruction. Now the victims, primarily African-Americans. Perpetrators, primarily white individuals. The reason was deep-seated racism, economic competition, and racism, I mean, uh, and, and resentment. And that was the reason that this massacre happened. These people were doing well. They were minding their business. Their community was thriving. But because of jealousy, because of jealousy, resentment, and being challenged economically, the people in that community attacked Greenwood. They killed hundreds of people. Children children because of their displeasure they didn't want anyone to have a leg up on them they felt threatened by these people they felt threatened by people that were minding their own business They felt threatened by people that were minding their own business in their own community. It wasn't like they went across town and tried to set up shop in in, in another part of town. No, they stayed in their part of town and they created Black Wall Street. And it was thriving. One of the richest, one of the richest concentrations of black people ever to be recorded in this country. They had schools, they had churches, plenty of businesses, grocery stores, everything. Black owned, black operated. The neighborhood itself was very nice. It was an affluent neighborhood. And they burned it to the ground. Every single structure they burned to the ground. And they killed people. So the reason it happened is not a good reason, but we know now why it happened. Okay. We understand why it happened. Now, do we condone it? No. Was it bullshit? Absolutely. Are we angry about it? Motherfucking right. But we know why it happened. And if we know, then we can set ourselves up to not let that happen again. But we got to set ourselves up first. That's the thing. So that was the first one. Now, there was another massacre in the United States in 1871, and it was in Los Angeles, California. And this was a racially motivated massacre also. And what actually happened was in Los Angeles in 1871, there were well a a large mob about 500 people it was about 500 people whites and latins that marched down to chinatown at that time and it was a heavy anti-chinese sentiment and they burned stores and they ended up killing and lynching 19 they hung they hung 15 of 19 Chinese people and burned their community. And uh, at that time in Los Angeles, there was only about 171, maybe even a little less, 170 some, 60 something Chinese people that lived in Los Angeles at that time. And they killed off 20 of them, 19, 20 of them. And the victims were Chinese immigrants. The perpetrators were white residents and some Hispanic residents. And the reason was anti-Chinese sentiments, xenophobia and economic rivalry. Again, the Chinese were in their community, minding their business. They had stores that everything that they needed for their community in their community and because of economics and those people feeling threatened by the economics of those Chinese people, they decided that that was enough and they went over there and they burned their community and they killed them. They murdered them for nothing. For jealousy is really what it is. It's jealousy. Jealousy. So we're going to spring forward a little bit. Fast forward to uh, 2015 in Charleston when a white supremacist targeting a historic African-American church in Charleston, South Carolina. He went inside and killed nine innocent people. They were all parishioners. The victims were African-Americans. The perpetrators were white supremacists, was, was a white supremacist, supremacist, one person, not a group of people. It was just one person. And the reason why, which he said, was racial hatred and extremist beliefs. Now, see, the extremist beliefs are something that's new. That's newer. And the reason why that has come about a lot is, Is because of the internet the birth of the internet started so many things that we just couldn't get a hold on and we didn't realize that it would happen. Until it happened. There's so many groups out here that coordinate via the internet to do these things to do these things there's there's forums where people can go and preach hate and receive hate speech. And and identify with it and perpetuate it. There's so many places where you can go get this information and and use it. And use it. And let me not let me not. You know, I'm going to like I said, I'm getting away from the all white thing because it's everybody else, too. There's places out there where, you know. Black folks can learn how to be militant black folks and hate white folks and same thing with the Chinese and the Asians and Arabs and everybody. And everybody there's there are sites that you can go to. I've seen I've seen sites Arab Middle Eastern sites where they have little children boys, little boys out there killing grown men in order to teach them how to go kill other people because of their race because of their religious beliefs and because of their sexual orientation. I was in Orlando for the Pulse nightclub massacre when that happened. And let me tell you, I was working at a restaurant and we heard we all heard it. You know, we all heard about it. You know, we all saw it. We all watched it unfold. We all watched it happen. It was horrible. But that person went in there and he committed that massacre against those people. He committed that massacre against those people because they were gay. Because they were gay. And that was it. Those people didn't bother him. Nobody approached him. This man premeditated this, went out and murdered all those people. In the name of hate, because I know he didn't do it in the name of God, because God is love, right? God is love. God is not hate. So if you're killing something in the name of God because you hate it, then you're a fucking asshole. And you're a fucking liar and a hypocrite. And you're a douchebag. And you're a dumbass. And I got a bunch of other words that I can't really get to the front of my mind right now, but you're all of that shit if that's what you think if that's what you believe that you're out here doing god's work by killing blacks and gays and you're a dumbass so there's a few other things that we we um you know that we cover that we want to cover there was a a couple other a couple other incidents you know i mean there was some. There was another incident out in in Las Vegas a few years back, at the Jason Aldean concert. Believe it or not, ironically enough, <laughs> where a a white gunman pulled out a rifle and started killing white people while they watched the the, the Jason Aldean com- uh, concert. And what did Jason Aldean do after he said uh, he ran? This guy ran. Instead of going to get the gun like he said he was going to go get, that his granddaddy gave him and put down this. No, he ran. He ran. He ran while all his fans sat out there and got mowed down. They got mowed down. They straight up got mowed down. And this guy just sat up there in in this dark hotel room and just started picking people off. What kind of shit is that? Fucking America, home of the massacre. (laughs) It's not land of the free home of the brave. It's home of the fucking massacre. Land of the racists. America, man, it really did. Started out as such a great idea. But it was immediately corrupted by slavery. Immediately, instantly corrupted by slavery. Corrupted by the murdering of the indigenous people here. Corrupted. So the ideology of America... From the beginning was flawed. From the beginning was evil. And from the beginning was wrong. That whole idea that America had, well, we're going to do this and we're going to have this free country, except for fucking black people, indigenous people, and anybody else that's not white. And like I said, I'm still not trying to bash white people. I'm going back in the days for this to bring us up to where we are today and that's what happened and that's just the fucking facts folks and i'm sorry i'm sorry but sometimes the truth hurts the worst a lot of people are w- want to attack me and put me down for talking about things like this but these things are 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 important they're serious to a lot of people it's serious as shit to me because i see what the legislation taken us back to legislation and all these different states is taking us back to we're already headed back to jim crow and keep in mind folks i'm using only factual information you know only i only use factual information i do a lot of research people say oh you know you can't trust that huh <laughs> oh you can't trust. okay whatever but i do i i i make sure i make sure to provide factual information And you can go check me. You can go fact check me if you like. It's just the fucking truth. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be this person. I don't want to be or have to, you know, sit up and, 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 and preach this all the time, but I need people to understand that this is important and I don't care how uncomfortable you get listening to it. If you're uncomfortable, don't listen. And that's the, that's 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 the long and short of it if it makes you uncomfortable don't listen or if you want to know more about it if you want if you're like me and you're curious about why it happens and how you can get it to stop then listen because that is my motivation how can we get this shit to stop and I know right off the bat, we cannot rely on the government. We can't rely on the government. It's got to be the people. It's got to be us. It's got to be enough of us that rally behind the rest of us in disgust of all of this stuff in order to push this through, in order to say, hey, listen, we're giving this up. We're never going back here. We're not trying to, to, to go down this road again. We're trying to move forward. We don't need this ideology, and therefore you motherfuckers need to go. But see, that's the problem with America. It's America. You get to go where you want. You get to do what you want. You get to be who you want. So if you want to be a racist, by all means, be racist. If you want to wave your Confederate flag, by all means, wave your flag around. That's the problem here. Because that flag, the Confederate flag, is a monument. And it is also a symbol of... It is a symbol to remind everyone who does not represent that flag that they are inferior to them. And that's what they want you to believe, that we are the master race. We're put here to, to govern over everybody. That's what they believe. Now, not all of them. Now, see, that's not all of them. It's just that particular sect and those particular ideologies from those particular people. Okay? It's not all people. Uh, keep, let me keep saying that. It's not all people. All right? So what I really would like to do now is, you know, once I finish, you know, decoding all these massacres and things of like that, you know, killings and, and acts of violence and going through them, what I really would like to do is try and, and map out a way that we can get from underneath this, that a way that – the genuine people of the United States, the actual people who care about all rest, the rest of us, what they, what, 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 what can we do to bring that idea, ideolo- that ideology to the forefront? What can we do to make that the majority sentiment in this country is that we do not tolerate racial discrimination, hatred, or just racism in general. We do not tolerate it. Now we can say it till we're blue in the face, but if we don't enforce it, then motherfuckers are just gonna be who we are. Well, how do we enforce not being racist? F- simple, very simple. Like I said, get you motherfuckers an island and go to it. It's that simple. How do we get rid of racism? Get you motherfuckers an island and go to it, because racism will never go away. It's always gonna be racist. Okay. Just so you know, I mean, I can fight and fight until I'm blue in the face. I can talk and talk until I got I don't have any voice anymore, but there's always going to be racism. There's always going to be racists. But what we can do is we can start to educate ourselves. You know, I've seen people on social media who have completely denounced racism because they took the time to educate themselves about shit and learn actual history, real history, as opposed to history that has been whitewashed or kept from you or omitted. They go back to learn real history. And that's. That's that to me. And these are let me just these are white people, which that fucking makes me so happy. I was listening to a podcast myself. About uh, it was white folks that were confronting other white folks about slavery and racism, and they were confronting these white folks because they and I, I, I enjoyed it because they were not afraid to have these tough conversations with their with with with, you know, people of their same race that were race they were not afraid to confront these people and ask them they were not afraid of that they were not afraid and for that i commended those people and i think that that's that's exactly what needs to start happening because somebody said it you know if you don't you know if you feel like you know you're anti-racist that's cool but if you don't say nothing against it when it's happening you're just letting it happen But what I'm starting to see is more and more people standing up against it from all races, from all walks of life, and from all sexual orientations, for that matter, from all religious backgrounds. People are starting to rise up against hatred, and that's what it is. That is what it is. It encompasses racism, sexism, all, all its hatred. Okay, it's only hatred. That's all it is, is hatred and a lack of understanding and and, and acceptance. That's 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 all it is. Hatred, a lack of understanding and acceptance. That's what the fuck it is. No more, no less. And the sooner people understand that, the sooner people realize that, the sooner that they can. They can make that necessary adjustment. And I know plenty of people that have plenty of people who have, who have turned that over and said, this is not who I am. This is not even, not who I am. This is not who I want to be. This is not who I want to be. I don't want to be this person. And that's why, man, shout out to Jesse Yandel, David Chittum, Gentry Thomas. Man, shout out to these people. Those are all my friends. Those are all my, I mean, my, my friends, my brothers, man, people in the world that make up who I am. Every single one of them, white guys. White guy, white guy, white guy. Do you have black friends? Yes, I do have black friends also. They make up who I am also. But make no mistake about it, who Darren Harris is is made up of all kinds of people from every walk of life, every religion, every sexual orientation. That's who I am. That's who I am proud to be. Someone who is open to everyone. So while people are frowning upon diversity and inclusion, while some people are, that's just another way of saying I'm a racist. Okay, that's just another way of saying that I'm a racist and I do not support equality for everyone. I don't support diversity because I don't want diversity. I don't want people, other people of other races around me. I don't support inclusion because I don't want to include those people in the things that I, it is racists. It's racism. That is another way to say that you're a racist. Okay? So take all the politically correctness off of it. You can take all that PC shit off of it and call it what it is, which is racism. And I'm going to talk about it until I'm blue in the fucking face until other people start having these tough conversations until other people start jumping up and saying, this is wrong and I'm tired of it till other people get up and confront these total douchebags in my DM who do nothing but spew hate and fucking bullshit rhetoric. People try to sound so educated but hate gets in the way. And as soon as that happens, you are so you sound so ignorant. Some of them start off good. Some of them start off great. <laughs> oh, yes, I uh, I read your comment and I just have some questions and then they go immediately into the fucking racism. And it's always fucking funny to me. Like I say something, right? I said is America ready for a racial confrontation? That was the question that I asked that got so much flack. And I look down at my fucking DMs and all of a sudden motherfuckers talking about Democrats and Republicans. I'm not talking about fucking politics. Believe it or not, I'm not talking about fucking politics. So some people will come back, you know, back in the day, the Democrats started the KKK. I didn't mention Democrats, the Ku Klux Klan or none of that shit. But just since we're on that, yes, the Democrats may have started the Ku Klux Klan. They may have been the sentiment behind slavery back in 1820 whenever it was. But it's not fucking today. Okay? Today it's the Republicans who are doing it. Okay? So that's all the that's all the political satire I'm going to do for to the but just make no mistake about it miss me anybody who's writing in my DM oh the Democrats did this fucking 100 years I, mean, I don't give a fuck about 100 years ago I give a fuck what happened 10 minutes ago what's happening now what's going on on fucking on Capitol Hill today what's happening today who's doing the shit today who's walking around not fucking commenting on shit that they're being held accountable for today it's the fucking Republicans okay so miss me miss me I'm going to take another break, folks, and when I come back, we're gonna wrap it up and um, see if we can come to you know, some sort of some sort of solution or something that might that might help this along because where I'm at with this right now is, you know I'm ready to go someplace and let you motherfuckers just have this shit, man, because it just doesn't make any fucking sense. I want to go someplace and be happy. I want to go someplace where people are happy. And I want to go someplace where people are happy to be around other people. I really do. You know, I want to go someplace where, you know, if I if I step off the, you know, I was on a beach and stuff. people don't look at me because I'm black. They look at me because they're friendly. They approach me because they're friendly. They're not, ooh, ah, you know, the black guy, you know, can you can you rap or you know, they they don't have that sentiment. They're just looking at me as another person. And I'd like to I'd like to go to a place that's like that. At least visit just to see what it's like to be in a society where I'm not looked at like that. You know, as, 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 as much as I would like to think that everything is cool, it's really not. It really isn't. Oh, the media is just putting us against each other. Yeah, well, it's some of us putting each other against each other too. You know, so I'm going to take a quick fast break. and When I come back, we're going to break down the rest of it. I'm Darren Harris. This is the Darren Harris Podcast. Be right back.
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. We sent Hank to school with a cartridge-free Epson EcoTank printer. Can I use your printer? It turned out to be a conversation starter.
1: Can I use your printer?
0: Can I use your printer? Up to two years, up to 8,000 pages, Hank never ran out of ink. And we never had to replace a cartridge. Two years of ink right in the box, and friendships to last a lifetime. Sometimes, mom gets it right. Epson EcoTank. Totally cartridge-free.
1: Now back to the Darren Harris podcast. Hey, folks! What's popping? Welcome back to the podcast. That was my second break. My producer is going to love it because I never really take a second break, but that's my second break. And now I am here to pretty much wrap up the rest of the podcast. But what I'm going to do now is I wrote a proposal and. This proposal is for the elimination of racially motivated violence and killings. So this is my proposal. This is what I have come up with so that we can move into the future, man, because honestly, all this living in the past bullshit is it's not really working for us. It's tearing our country apart. We're more divided than we've ever been it seems like people just want it to stay that way. Some, certain people. There are quite a few people like myself who want this bullshit to end. I mean, I really do want this shit to end. So this is my proposal for eliminating racially motivated violence and killings. So here it goes. Racially motivated violence and killings have plagued our society for far too long. To achieve lasting change, we must address issue, address this issue comprehensively and with unwavering commitment. This proposal outlines multi, a multifaceted approach to eliminating racially motivated violence and promoting harmonious racial relations. Education and awareness. Implement inclusive curriculum. Advocate for inclusive and diverse education and curricula that teach The history of racial discrimination, civil rights movements, and the contributions of all racial and ethnic groups. Encourage schools to promote tolerance, empathy, and cultural understanding. Two, diversity training. Develop mandatory diversity training programs for students, teachers, law enforcement, and other professionals. Promote cultural sensitivity, bias awareness, and conflict resolution skills. Then we go down to law enforcement and the criminal justice reform. Police accountability. Advocate for independent oversight accountability mechanisms to address racial profiling and excessive use of force. Promote community policing models that foster a tr- and tr- uh, trust and, and collaboration. Bias training. Number four. Mandate ongoing anti-bias training for law enforcement personnel to reduce racial profiling and discriminatory practices. End racial profiling. Number five. Enact legislation to, profit, to prohibit racial profiling and law enforcement activities. Social and economic empowerment. Number six, economic equity. Advocate for policies that address systemic economic disparities faced by marginalized communities. Support programs that promote minority entrepreneurship and business development. Number seven, affordable housing, promote affordable housing initiatives in urban areas to reduce racial segregation and promote integration, community engagement. Number eight, conflict resolution programs, establish community-based conflict resolution programs that address racial tensions through dialogue and mediation, youth outreach. Number nine, invest in programs that provide positive alternative for at-risk youth and engage them in community building activities. Legislation and policy reform. Number 10, hate crime legislation. Strengthen and enforce hate crime laws to ensure harsh penalties for racially motivated violence. Number 11, police reform legislation. Support comprehensive police reform bills that address racial bias, uh, de-escalation tactics, and accountability. Number 12, criminal justice reform. Advocate for sentence reform, bail reform, and alternatives to incarceration to the disproportionate impact on minority communities. In conclusion, eliminating racially motivated violence and killings requires a collective effort from government, communities, and individuals by addressing the root causes, promoting education and understanding, and implementing comprehensive reforms. We can work towards a more just and inclusive society where all races can live together without fear of violence or discrimination. This proposal serves as a roadmap for progress and healing in our nation. Now... If anybody else is with me, man, now is your time to stand the fuck up. Now is your time to like and subscribe, to push this podcast out. Now is that time to advocate for all of this ideology here, for all of that, all of those things that I said in that proposal. Now is the time to stand up and hold the the lawmakers accountable for all this stuff. Put the screws to them, so to speak and make them understand that we are all tired of this and something, not nothing, something needs to start being done about it. Because, man, I don't know how many more racially motivated killings this country can sustain. And that's why I asked the question that I asked last week. Because if we continue down this path, then yes, eventually there will be some retaliation. As much as I hate to say it, and as much as I hate to see it, there will eventually be some sort of retaliation. And retaliation begets retaliation. And that just adds fuel to the fire. And that's what I'm I'm not trying to do by talking about these issues. I'm trying to educate people on them first. I'm trying to make people mad about them second. But I'm also trying to find a solution for them. And that's third. So if you're with me, folks, then like I said, join me, join me. Push this podcast out here. Now, I'm not always going to be talking about doom and gloom and racism and all that shit. I'll talk about some other shit. As a matter of fact, I think I might try and talk about some more something more lighthearted next week because the past few weeks I've been talking about a lot of serious, serious issues, and I'd like to kind of lighten it up a little bit for myself also. But make no mistake about it. These issues are extremely important to all Americans, every single one of us. Every single one of us, and not just Americans. You know, let's take America off of it. It's important to all people in their ethnic backgrounds and their racial identity. This is important to all people, you know, of, of, of different sexual orientations. This is for all people of religious backgrounds, people who have suffered and, 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 and endured physical harm behind their beliefs, their orientation or their race. This is our time folks. This is our time to get up and make it known that we will not stand up and tolerate this bullshit from all these racists. We will not tolerate these institutions. We will fight you motherfuckers tooth and nail to make sure that we are safe here, that everyone is safe in the United States of America. I think that is going to do it for me today, folks. And, oh, yeah, I didn't do it up front, and I usually do it up front, but I want to check on everybody's mental health and make sure that everybody is doing well mentally. I struggle a lot mentally. I have a lot of issues mentally, and it is very important for me to make sure that I do everything that I can to put myself in a state of mind Where my mental stability will be exactly that stable. And if you're having problems, I mean, I had severe problems. And if you're having those severe problems, then I encourage you to go out and get some help, seek some help. It is not anything to be ashamed of or embarrassed of. You are loved and you are needed. You're not alone. And you always have somebody to talk to. Even if you don't, you can always DM me and I'll talk to anybody. So that, folks, is going to do it for my podcast. I want to thank my parents, my mom and my dad, the most amazing two parents that anybody could ever have. I want to thank my wife, Yvonne, for being the best wife in the world. (laughs) I want to thank my producer, Jesse Yandel, for encouraging me to do my podcast. I want to thank my big homie gentry thomas for giving me this this platform for my podcast and last but not least i want to thank all my listeners for continuing to listen to my podcast and i hope that i'm giving you guys some good content feel free to comment feel free to critique i don't care what kind of critique i take all all criticism like and subscribe share go check out darrenharris.com for more content I do also have a YouTube channel. It's Darren, D-E-R-O-N Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S. You can also reach out to me on any of my social media platforms. My name is Darren Harris. This has been the Darren Harris program, and I will see you folks next week. Thank you very much and have a blessed week. Peace. You've been listening to the Darren Harris podcast. Subscribe to the show. Give a good rating and everything you need to know